This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to this extra section discussion of what's going on in the auto industry with John Stoll from the Wall Street Journal, Tom Walsh from the Detroit Free Press, and Michael Robinet from CSM Worldwide. Uh, Michael, what what's it going to take for this industry to be profitable again? I mean, we know that there's all this restructuring and downsizing and layoffs going on, but we also know car sales are at 10 million units a year right now, give or take, right. and nobody's making money. No. Uh, can they downsize to where they can be profitable there, or what's it going to be? To, what kind of an annualized rate do we need for these car companies to make money again? I, I think you're going to need to be somewhere north of at least 13 to 14 million units, to tell you the truth. I mean, even even at a, a 12 million unit market, there's still a lot of companies that are still having a bad day. Um, and, and also the supply base, we, we can't forget about that. And there's consolidation happening there. We've heard all the D3 have essentially said we need to reduce suppliers. Uh, for good or for bad, that's going to continue to be a, a modus operandi. We've, we've got a situation where we're taking capacity out of the system. We have to basically run more vehicles through fewer plants and have better flexibility capacitalization. I mean, the Japanese taught us this 20 years ago and, and nobody got the memo. And we're finally realizing it really does work. So where's your forecast? cast for car sales going out. When do we hit that 14 million uh, number when we can start seeing these guys make money again? Yeah, 14, uh, 14 million units in the U.S. market. Uh, if I remember correctly, we're in that 13 of 2013 type of time frame. So we still have a couple of years before we can get there. Um, Ouch, it, but hurts. on the production side, I mean, let's face it, these guys are, are booking revenue off, off of production. Hopefully it's true demand and not sitting in a field somewhere. Um, 14 million units is about 2012, 2013. But still, we're, we're a couple of years away from this. So we have to remember that there's, there's a process here. Tom, do you think that's one reason why the Obama administration is being so hard on GM and Chrysler saying, hey, these plans are no good. These things, they're, they're fairy tales. Come back with a real story here because they know the Obama administration that this economy is not turning around anytime soon. Well, they, there's certainly no evidence uh, that it is. And, and there's a hope that it will be. And, and they're starting to talk about juicing demand by, you know, bumping up federal fleet orders and, and everything else. But, but, but they understand that they're asking for really fundamental changes in the business model. These companies, I mean, they're, they, they repeated several times in that task force thing about, we want these to be sustainable, profitable companies. These companies have not been managed for profitability. They've been managed for cash flow for a very long time because they had that huge fixed cost burden. And they had to keep pushing product out to, to pay for the, the cash outflow. And it's a whole new way of thinking for this industry. Uh, and, and the volume obviously is not there to support it and we just don't know when it'll come back. John, the president this week was traveling in Europe saying, hey, I think things are starting to turn around. We, we're seeing, but do you think in their heart of hearts they know this economy is not turning around and that's the reason why they're being so hard on the industry? I think the economy has something to do with it. I think there's just an ingrained skepticism in the uh, Treasury Department, NEC, across the Obama administration about Detroit management. Uh, it, it's only been a few short years since Obama came and gave uh, his speech at the Detroit Economic Club that, that basically told Detroit they don't know what they're doing. I, I don't think that has shaken out of his administration. Publicly, they're, they're, they're softer, gentler, and they, they see the need for the domestic auto industry now. That doesn't mean that they haven't you know, lost any skepticism for the business plans that are submitted by Chrysler and 
General Motors. I think there's some private equity, you know, eyes looking at this stuff, and and, and people who have an outside view. I, I think their their feelings about the economy are definitely uh, more negative than maybe their public statements are saying. But there's also just an ingrained skepticism that. Uh, this armchair quarterbacking is very easy to do in the auto industry, and the Obama administration is, is, is involved in that practice as well. Michael, uh, when it comes uh, to product or, or sales, I should say, uh, we've seen in Europe and Taiwan and a couple of places where they've had sales incentives seem to be right. working pretty well. Right. Now there's a bill wending its way through the House, I believe, for a cash for clunker thing. You turn right. in your old car, you get a fairly generous, they're talking three to $5,000 voucher for a purchase of a new car. Is that going to do anything? Um, it may move some sales forward, and that's what we've found in Europe. For instance, in Germany and Austria and France, they have what they call scrappage programs. And, and the advantage is you get to move sales forward. People who might have decided, well, I'm going to wait till the fall to purchase a vehicle. Well, if you're going to throw that many euro at me, maybe I'll, I'll decide to buy it now. And you take uh, a more uh, inefficient vehicle or, or a heavier carbon footprint vehicle off the road. So, you know, certainly the economy wins and also the, the environment wins to an extent. Here, the, 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 there's another situation, credit. You know, and, and so you can, you can give somebody three to $4,000 to come in and purchase a vehicle and get an old one off the road. They still have to qualify for credit, and they, they, they still have to also have the confidence that they can buy that vehicle and, and pay for it over, over time. These are two factors that a scrappage program doesn't really address that is different about right now. That's, that's a key. Tom, any sense if this cash for clunkers bill will make it through Congress? I, I got a, a press release this week from the aftermarket industry that's going, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. Of course minute. they don't like the We idea. want those clunkers. <laughs> we want to fix them. And, and their, their argument is low and middle income people can't afford new cars. And now you're taking their opportunity away for buying, from buying a car by taking the clunkers off. Right. Every, nothing's easy here. But, but I think there's a possibility that it'll get through politically. And I, and I do think if they you know if they keep goosing the you know the incentives and everything that ultimately if they can get some credit out there to people I mean I, I think America has shown and I don't think I don't believe we've been spooked away from it yet you know if if people believe in in just some sort of way shape or form that the value of their houses has somehow stabilized um, they'll go into debt again <laughs> and, and we'll buy cars again. Right. Yeah. Uh, when we had Jim Farley on the show, he said, you know, uh, the difference between uh, a 10 million market and a 12 million market is pretty much in people's heads. That they got the money, they got the credit, but they're just sitting on their hands because they're worried. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they, they don't want to come forward. John, let me end with you. Where do you see what, what's next on this agenda? We've had such a momentous week news-wise in the auto industry? Yeah. Do we go dark for 30 days until Chrysler pops up? I, 60 I to I, GM, or what do you think's next? I think um, if you read between the lines of what Fritz Henderson had to say in his first press conference as CEO is they're not going to wait until two months from now to pull the plug if they have to and, and enter bankruptcy court. They have a big supplier payment due early May. Um, that's an inflection point, and that's 30 days away. Uh, and, and Chrysler, uh, they're going to have to patch something together here on Fiat. I think Fiat has shown a willingness to sort of give guidance as to where they're at. Um, and again, another thing where I don't think Sergio and I don't think the government have time to waste on this thing. Um, I don't think we'll see a dark 30 days, maybe, maybe a dark couple of weeks here, um, but, but not a dark 30 days, no. 
We're good. I, I agree with you. I think we're going to see a flurry of Hope, action coming out. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we got stories to report on. Anyway, John Stoll, Wall Street Journal, Tom uh, Walsh, uh, Detroit Free Press, and Michael Robin at CSM Worldwide. Thanks for coming in, and thank you, thank you all for watching us. Yeah.